Hey, Flower Tribe. Hey, Flower Tribe. Hey, Flower Tribe. Welcome to our One Son, Three Flowers podcast, Stories of Our Mothers, a wellness and self-care podcast designated to uplifting the voices of women of color. Author, self-love activist, educator, mother, and poet, Courtney Brookins will help you bloom into your best self and encourage you to make self-care part of your daily practice. Join the tribe as we embark on a journey of healing, mothering, womanhood, and collectivism through the ancestral practice of storytelling. Whether you're looking for an infinity space, sisterhood, or mommy tribe, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, mother, and self-care enthusiast, Courtney Brookins. Hey, Flower Tribe. It's Courtney, and I am pleased to announce that our company, One Sun, Three Flowers, will be offering a six-week self-healing course. In this program, we're going to create our self-healing empowerment plan, and through sisterhood and live training, we'll utilize modalities such as yoga, crystals, journaling, meditation, mindfulness, creating ways for us to empower ourselves through balancing out and healing those seven main energy centers, also known as the chakras. So if this is something that you're interested in, I definitely don't want you to miss out. And you're able to sign up for the class at bit.ly slash bloom into your best self. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash B-L-O-O-M-I-N-T-O. Y-O-U-R-S-E-L-F. I'll see you soon. Hello, podcasting tribe. We're back for another week. And this week I have joined with me, a very special guest, Raven Rose. But before I bring her officially onto the show to talk about tarot reading, astrology, and all that jazz, let me give a moment to, as she we just talked about put some respect on her name so raven rose has been studying tarot and astrology for close to 10 years she is a natural empath medium and clairvoyant raven uses her gifts to provide clarity love and joy she enjoys ancestor veneration dancing and having deep spiritual conversation She channels her magic into social justice and the empowerment of the divine feminine. And without further ado, Raven Rose, welcome to the One Sun Three Flowers podcast. Hey, girl. Hey, I am so honored to be here. I was listening to some episodes. I'm like getting myself prepared. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So please don't mind if I have a little bit of background noise. It's just a Virgo with me because um, this puppy loves to run in inside this house. And I'm just like, listen, little girl. I swear she was my child in another lifetime because I want to be, be like... <laughs> That is so funny. I have a little puppy running around here, too, who he normally doesn't jump in when it's podcast time. But, honey, anytime I try to do a yoga video, he comes right in the middle of it. I'm like, really? Girl, (laughs) girl, she will just look at me like, Mama, I want to cut up. I'm like, listen, don't make me get this belt. Listen. (laughs) Listen, I listen. I'm like Seely. What what am I gonna do with Hop? What am I gonna do with Miss Sophia? Seely, this is why I love her, y'all. This we're gonna laugh this whole podcast because she is so full of energy. 
And I just, I just can't contain myself. (laughs) (laughs) So Raven, why don't you tell us a little bit about your story and how you got into um, astrology, ancestor, uh, ancestral veneration, tarot reading, all of that. Oh, girl. Okay, that's a uh, that's a convoluted story. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try to tell it, and we're gonna try to tell it plain to let the church say amen because everything starts in church. <laughs> so, actually, so it really was church where I found out that I had abilities. But you can imagine the pastor and you know the church choir director was like. Mm, I'm I'm sorry. You 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 do what? <laughs> right, right. I'm sorry. So it was like I felt so weird and ostracized as a child because it was just like, oh my fucking god, I am seeing spirits. I am hearing things. You know, I could mm-hmm. see you know a lot of things happening. Um, and and it was like I couldn't control it. There was like I was afraid to go downstairs like at night because that's when the spirits in our house was the most active and popping. I'd be like, Mama, you don't feel all this energy. Um, mm. So it was just normal for me. And then my mama, when I would start talking about what I saw, and then I would just look at people. You know, I would do that. I would look straight dead at you. I'm like, What the heck is your soul doing up in here? Like, why is your mm-hmm. like? And then. <laughs> I also noticed like when my grandfather would be playing, you know, you know, poker, solitaire, whatever card game he was, I would sit there and watch the cards and I would be like reading the stories. I'd be like, what the world is that? And mind you, I'm a child. So I don't know that, you know, his dirty laundry is getting out there. And I'm like, granddaddy. (laughs) (laughs) You were getting messages from the actual cards. Like he was not tarot cards, like cards, like playing spades. Yes. Like spades, like uh, out in the cookout playing spades. I'm like, granddaddy, you did what? (laughs) 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 I'm like, granddaddy. (laughs) And so I was was known as the flower child. I was known as the one who was in La La Land, my teachers, because I would go into trance right in school, you know? So mm-hmm. it was like, I couldn't even help myself. My teachers, and I would just go and astral project because I would be like, uh, I'm tired of class. I would go and I'm like, oh, I just saw the Milky Way. And then I come back down like, teacher, I saw the Milky Way. And she looked at me like, girl. <laughs> right. Get your, get your ass in these books. And right. Lesson plan. But I was just, just like, it was just, and I felt like weird. And then I was also very sensitive. Like, we, it, it, I could cry just like that. It would just be like, mm. Mm. I could cry like easily. And then I was very sensitive to my mom's energy. I was very sensitive with, you know, all the women in my family, you know, very attuned to their emotions. And mind you, I would be the one who would also all of a sudden say something very profound out of nowhere. And then the elders looked at me like, okay, I guess this one's marked for preaching if she don't stop frolicking around and <laughs> talking about, <laughs> you know. And then, oh my God, I remember like actually like sneaking to read like hair Harry Potter books because we couldn't, you know, read them. Now I cancel Harry Potter because trans women do have a voice and do have a platform. So F J K Rowling right now, but that's a to- whole nother story right there. So because <laughs> I'm putting, cause, that, putting your stance out there, I got you. Well, I'm, a, you know, I 
I'm, I'm a very intersectional feminist at the core of my magic, but we'll talk about the feminism later. But in terms of like how I got started was really just, I had all of these weird instances happening since I was little. And then I started studying um, astrology because that was the easiest thing I could get access to without feeling, you know, weird, you know, because it was like, I knew if I had cards and I was playing with that, my mama would be like, um, the devil, the devil, like Bobby Boucher mama, that is the devil. You know, she would just mm. be, all in that. And we grew up Pentecostal. Now, I was going to ask, was there a, a religious background? It sounded like it. So, yes, you just answered that question for me. Well, well I might do that a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we grew up Pentecostal, you know. So, catching the Holy Spirit, which Pentecostal, especially when you go to a church and try and catching the Holy Ghost and feeling that energy, it was so similar to Vodun when I practiced, when I started research and practice there, I was like, oh, so we just kept this in. So I'm like, okay. So, Mm -hmm. you know, but that's where I learned how to do actually my clear audience because I would listen for the Holy Spirit. I did, you know, in my teenage years, get really into church and I would be using the skills of like um, clear audience, which is listening for messages and clairvoyance, which, you know, was freaking, excuse me. Oh my God. Sorry, beer. Um, (laughs) which was um, freaking folks out and I was just like okay maybe I don't need to use these abilities so much and I went through this big turmoilous journey trying to find myself you know the church had let me down on so many different principles but I couldn't give up on spirit right so it Mm -hmm. wasn't until like really college um, like let's say like maybe around like uh, ooh Jesus Christ when was I in college was that 2014 2015 one of those two um where I really like now mind you I have been looking into astrology you know ever since high school and middle school so I had a working knowledge of it and if you ask me what Sagittarius was like I could tell you what Sagittarius like I could tell you what what you know Aquarius was like I could tell the compatibility it wasn't until like I really got into college that I felt like I was safe enough to really embrace all forms of magic all forms of tarot and astrology and divination divination was really where I started so I was very much that what like in your your types of witches i was a divination or oracle witch meaning like i was obsessed with looking at the future or looking at messages from the divine that was pretty much where i really founded my practice so it was studying astrology and then when i got into tarot i was like oh my god i feel so much myself because tarot is still like one of my favorite tools i love tarot and astrology both but i definitely have a special love for tarot so i Mm -hmm. started reading for my classmates and then they would look at me like um how the how the oh I'm sorry I was about to sort of swear again. <laughs> and they're like, how the world did you know A B X Y Z? And I said, boo, nothing to you. I'm like, it's just in the cards. I'm like, what can I tell you? And then I would read for my coworkers, and I you had coworkers coming to me on a regular basis, you know, being like, okay, girl, what's tea? What's tea? And then. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until, you know, so I got really good at that, you know, so it wasn't until like, um, I had some issues in my job, in my job. So putting it out there, I am a woman of trans experience. There's no shame in that. And I feel like I'm kind of being a representative, not representative, because I can't speak for all trans people. But it's for me, the reason why I started to really get myself out there was for representation, you know, representation mm-hmm. for not just black 
workers and practitioners, but also women of trans experience who are your natural like shamans, priestesses, you know, through, you know, other forms of history, but just, you know, white supremacy wants to erase us. But anyway, we'll get to that <laughs> in more depth too. But it was when I was transitioning, you know, and experiencing my womanhood and full force and I was dealing with discrimination on my job and all this kind of craziness. And I, you know, and my one of my girlfriends who I don't really talk to like that, but she was just a messenger for this time because she's a Libra and Libra sometimes get on my nerves, but we'll talk about what we're trying <laughs> to give out Raven's nerves <laughs> in a later portion. But um, but she was like, you're so good at this. Like, and so I remember I had, I was on um, a non-paid leave of my job. They were bullying me, all of that kind of stuff. I was in a mental health hospital. I came home, had maybe like, five bucks in my bank account and I said what the heck is the sister gonna do so I decided to you know open an Etsy store I started doing readings online and meeting people at coffee shops and doing readings for them I started working at a couple of shops at the south suburbs and you know and I basically built my brand from scratch um and, you know, it was, it's been a whirlwind of a journey. It's still an evolving journey. And part of that was just my magic. And use, And the way Divination helped me was it was always giving me hope. It was like kind of like how Harriet Tubman would, you know, if you ever watched the movie Harriet, how she would look at the stars or pray or have visions during a certain time. Sorry if I'm spoiling the movie, but you should have seen it by now because the movie was fantastic. <laughs> so if you, if you complain like, Raven, you just Harriet. I'm like, you should have been watching it. <laughs> right, that came out months ago. Months, months ago. So, so this, this is on you. But we, like in that movie, what stood out to me was how she basically used these basically messages to get her to her path of freedom. So I used my messages through my cards and astrology to help me to my freedom, my own liberation out of trauma, out of heartbreak, out of, you know, messy, messy, messy situations. And, you know, the ancestor veneration has been a component that I've been really kind of going hard in the past maybe three years or so because actually really embracing like my blackness <clears throat> and when you raise your blackness ancestor veneration was so important into our culture you know into mm -hmm. our spirituality so ancestor veneration you know became cornerstone the very first altar i ever made was an ancestor altar for my grandmother who passed away and when i felt and i did it on halloween Samhain, you know, oh, that's the other pagan name that's known by. Um, mm -hmm. And her energy was so strong in this place. And it was through ancestor. And again, I was a medium too. I am still a medium. So it was mm -hmm. through talking with her that I was able to get closure on a lot of things in my childhood. She was, she's been guiding me, her and my grandfather guide me on a regular basis. My grandfather loves just to come in and crack jokes because <laughs> <laughs> he's my granddaddy. And so he, he came in and it's like, how you doing big bird? I'm like, cause my name's Raven. I was like, granddaddy. I'm not fond of that name. Stop it. But he, <laughs> but he gave everybody nicknames. So he was like, hum, hum, big bird. I'm just like, if you don't, if you don't stop, I am not this big yellow sap sucker creature. Stop it. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's 
been a big bulk of like how I do what I do. So that's just basically like my journey in a nutshell. Again, using divination as a way to help myself. And divination to me is not just, you know, hearing about the future, but also analyzing the past. It's also, you know, processing the present. It's also, you know, therapy for me. For me, divination is spiritual therapy for me. So when I'm getting messages, it's like I'm calling my guides and my ancestors and my Orisha in to be like, hey, girl. What you got to work on and how are we going to work to take care of ourselves? How are we going to love ourselves? How are we going to, you know, reframe certain situations and how are you going to look at you and navigate these things? So for me, divination is really about, you know, therapy, because, again, I find it to be it was the therapy before the therapy was actually existed. Right. It was we mm-hmm. went to the village elders, your oracles, your shamans who have you. You told them the issue, and guess what? They were divine with the spirits to get you an answer or to get you a, a pathway to healing. So that's why I do what I do. Mm, that's beautiful. I mean, there's just like so many loaded and encoded messages in that um, we could go so many different directions because um, you're talking about divinational work, you're talking about trans advocacy you're talking about um following your purpose i mean just a lot of really empowering historical and present elements in that and i and i love that um i think i feel led though to ask you know with you coming from this religious background and and as we both know you know a lot of these things that happen in magic are also interwoven into like uh what people call pagan are also interwoven into modernized church practices. So how did you come to a space of being able to fully accept yourself um, in your journey of uh, magic? um, And how did that like impact your relationships with your family, your community, all of that? So uh, again, because my life is quite convoluted anyway. (laughs) So there's going to be like a, a few twists and turns. So I was very much brought up religious. I was pegged for preaching, you know, since I was a teenager, actually. So Mm. I had a lot of pressure and because I was an old soul and was more mature than the other teenagers in my church, they were looking at me like, okay, you know, you're supposed to walk up right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was like, you know, I had to be Jesus in the walking. So it was a lot of, so how I overcame that, you know, I can't really speak on that without speaking on the experience of being a queer child or a child of trans experience, because of course, mm-hmm. you know, and just, and again, I didn't, don't want to necessarily make the whole podcast about trans advocacy, but this is still, I think, a crucial layer to how I began to reconcile my faith. Um, yeah, speak because, your truth. Yeah, so for me, it was like, first off, you know, it was like, since I came out the womb, I was just kind of like, um, I had a switch in my hip. I had uh, everything, a little sugar spice and everything nice. I was everything. And that a girl was on the inside, the outside, they look at me like, um, put on your britches. I'd be looking like, what the fuck is that dress? Um, and where's my heels? <laughs> and, 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 and where are my bow wraps? Um, <laughs> and, you know, and I had dolls. I had My Little Pony was my shit. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. <laughs> Gotta bleep that one out. I'm sorry, y'all. But I'm gonna have to bleep that one out. Uh, anyway. 
but my femininity was apparent at a very young age. And growing up in the church, I suppressed that femininity. And then when I got to the age where it was like, basically when it was like, boys was just like, oh, you were sexy. Like, oh my damn, oh my damn. And that, <laughs> so it was like all of my but again the term gay didn't resonate with me because I didn't feel gay I felt mm-hmm. like I was but it, again you know and if you believe in energy and our soul signatures have you know a, a polarity masculine or feminine or sometimes androgynous my soul was clearly feminine it was like and I did a lot of the feminine things around my house you know I helped you know, with my cousins, you know, babysitting them. I was, you know, cooking. I was always with my mom, helping her with church stuff, you know, from sewing choir robes to cooking at church picnics, you know, you name it, I was there, you know, and that was just, you know, that's just where I felt comfortable. The biggest thing was I had to really be brave enough to embrace my femininity, Mm. which, you know, my family and the church choir did not necessarily (laughs) was like, (gasps) it was just like, clench the pearls, get the Bibles, you know, that's what that situation was like, right? But it was in that radical, like, you know, I rebelled against the church a lot. And of course I had that, and of course a lot of folks who grew up in church, you always think, oh, I'm going to hell, oh, I'm going to hell. But then you think, well, if hell is where I can be authentic, then so be it. I remember saying that to myself Mm. very early on, I think when I was 19, if hell is where I can be authentic, then so be it. So that's where I really started to walk the rebel spirituality, which I definitely appreciate it so it really was rebelling anarching you know da 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 and then it was and it was like anger and a lot of times when we're coming out of a more oppressed identity anger comes up first because the first thing you realize after being oppressed and abused for who you are you want to knock somebody out you just Mm -hmm. want to slap somebody and it was and again it was working through that in that built-in self-hatred, that toxicity, all of that. And then, and then by working with that and then going straight into spirituality, because I was like, oh, this is fun. You know, I loved, you know, tarot, the crystals, astrology, the stars. I would sit and watch, uh, watch the moon when I was little. I would sit and dance in the moon. And then, of course, I wasn't doing like, you know, you're, you know, like a two-step. I was doing ballerina twirls because I, <laughs> because that was just me. I was extra, mm-hmm. extra, extra. So for me... It was like I had to be angry at God in order to reconcile with God and reconcile with the divinity because I just had to be honest. And again, it was walking that that thing of like, you know, my spirituality is the core thing is authenticity. And it's like, if I'm not going to go be honest to the spirit guides, who the fuck else? I'm so- I'm sorry. Ah! <laughs> that's okay just just speak your truth <laughs> <I'll edit. laughs> so so you know it was like if i couldn't go to the seat of my ancestors or couldn't go to the stars or my divination or god and be honest and raw where else was I going to do because everything else was about you know and I spent a lot of time hermiting you know during that time you know I was a very uh, you know I was single as a dollar bill and the universe (laughs) kept pushing you know men away from me and even though I kept you know putting myself in situations they were like no no get your get 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 your behind out out of this out of this stuff so I then began to really just kind of forgive the lessons 
you know, I had to forgive, you know, the dogma in order to embrace the spirituality because then I realized that my church upbringing actually really did play a beautiful role in helping me understand spiritual gifts and clear audience and healing. But then I was able to discover these, all these other components in the earth and the stars and the elements that we weren't utilizing in church. And that was beautiful. And then Mm -hmm. again, you know, I still speak in tongues and I still access that point because there is a point where I intercede or I'm where I'm doing prayer for my clients or doing prayer on behalf of, you know, you know, the ancestors where that feels right. And that still feels true to access a divine language and to intercede in that sense that never left me as long as I was, you know, that never left me. So not, and again, and even like if there's parts in the Bible that I use for magic, like Psalms and Proverbs, great you know, to use for magic, great to bless and consecrate your space, great to, you know, bless your candles with those songs and proverbs, very powerful spells within those books, actually, you mm-hmm. know, so we, I learned about integration. And a lot of times my favorite quote, um, I forgot where I heard this, is that we have to take ourselves apart in order to become complete. So I really had to deconstruct this whole idea of what is being spiritual and what is being Christian and then de- de- deconstruct what is being pagan and all of this. And I wove it into a tapestry that was meant for me and that I feel is a blessing to myself, but also I feel I can share that blessing with others. Mm, wow, that's beautiful. It's beautiful. You know, there's so much acceptance and self-love and journey in there. And then also why I find it, you know, deeply beautiful is because um, people always, I feel, are like uh, what is socially acceptable or normalized is the idea of like fitting yourself into a box. Like I'm Christian or I'm of some religion or I'm spiritual. Um, I have to show up this way. I have to, uh, you know, appeal to what I have been told that I, how I should act, how I should be, the gender that's assigned to me and all of that. And you have kind of figured out in all ways how to honor Raven at her core, which is, you know, the ultimate act of self-love and um, strength, honestly. Um, I mean, you know, some people spend their whole life trying to deconstruct, to unravel these different layers. And you have done it at such a young age. Um, and I say young because I've had people on here who are, my, 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 my grandmother has been on here. She's almost 90. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think it's so beautiful that, you know, you're true to who you are at your core. Um, and I really know that that's probably why you can so deeply connect to others and push them to be who they are authentically. Yeah, I mean, it was really because I had no choice but to deconstruct the roles that I was assigned. <laughs> and I think a yeah. lot of us, when we're coming up into our spirituality or into our initiations, our initiations are, and again, if you follow alchemy, which is like, you know, again, an esoteric practice, it was a scientific practice. It was the first science, but basically how you deconstruct an matter or an object and reconstruct it. And oftentimes we see this mirror and many initiations for, you know, your priesthood or priestesshood, you know, all of this kind of stuff, right? So for me, it was like, excuse me, it's like spirit was like, okay, girl, you have no choice but to, you know, go and walk this fire. I remember even like, 
my mom when I was, and, and again, we have to, I'm sure people want to know, like, what was it like to come out, you know, over and over mm-hmm. again? Because I had to come out, you know, as trans, I had to come out as a witch, I had to come out, you know, um, several times. And my mom. That's a lot of layers. Exactly. And mm-hmm. so my, when I came out to my mom first time, she was, she didn't take that well, because it was like challenging everything that she ever believed in her life. Mm-hmm. And it was very like, you know, it was like, almost like all of everything that she ever knew was false at that point, which I can understand. I understand now, you know, at the moment it was like, I'm your child and I really need support and I really need to hear affirmation because the world is already hard. And I remember even like some times she would say like, oh my God, well, if you're going to transition, what's going to happen to you? Who's going to accept you? Who's going to love you? And I had the same questions. It wasn't like I transitioned with all the answers. And it wasn't like I started my spiritual journey with answers at all. I I was seeking answers. And Mm -hmm. this was the path that I was going on. So, and then when I came out, you know, as witch practitioner, of course, I was like, oh my gosh, she she threw my tarot cards in the trash, had to dig them out and be like, okay, sorry. And we had to spend some distance with each other. We're back in a good standing now after, you know, time and healing and all that kind of stuff but really I had to really face that people will look at your authenticity and sometimes be ashamed of it sometimes be appalled at it and then what do you do do you conform or keep going and that's where a lot of us who are like coming into now I feel like spirituality is being more embraced I mean Beyonce just released a song saying charge your crystals in the full moon burn that noctampa incense you know go to your elders you know she was laying the instructions down also another fellow Virgo I mean you're a Virgo I'm a Virgo Beyonce's a Virgo just had to throw that in there (laughs) yes yes a Virgo energy you know the energy of the deep and Virgo and why Virgo I think is such a little astrology kind of tangent is that Virgo represents the archetype of the high priestess so all my Virgo listeners you know you are innately spiritual you govern the rights of the um of the earth and the moon and the stars and the emotions and the elements that pre a high priestess had to you know be conscious of all of these cycles and had to mm-hmm. really just embrace all things and and let her body be an avatar or a portal to the other realms that people needed to go. But that's just, so that's where Virgo energy really stands out for me. And also because Virgo to me is very divine feminine, I just really followed that to every stage, you know, and every kind of trial I had. So for me, it was really about, oh Lord, where where, where was I getting that? Yeah, for me, it was really kind of, just walking that unknown and the feminine energy that we talk about it represents darkness it represents the unknown because this is where we give birth this is where we co-create right so for me it was like if i'm going to walk this divine feminine path i have to be brave enough to be stripped down to my core and to rebirth myself and that wasn't an easy process i'm still you know growing up you know i'm still Mm -hmm. you know learning what my womanhood is all about. I think we all are, you know, after so many, you know, years, you're still finding out like, wow, this is authentic about me. And this isn't so authentic about me. So for me, it's always this evolution of seeing what I'm doing, especially when it comes to relationships and other things too, and having to look at the various mirrors in my life. And I believe relationships are our truest mirror. And sometimes your mirror, you see some 
folks are in HD mirror and sometimes you see some see some stuff you're like oh my god I didn't know I had that, <laughs> that I didn't know I had that kind of spinach in my teeth like what the world um, right right and right then, and then you look at it you learn how to love the flaws but also to improve on who you naturally are and you know Virgos were all about self improvement I mean sometimes we're mm-hmm. so critical we just can't, we just have to be like okay girl chill like you can be (laughs) like okay girl like like who's like like oh my god like this shade of pink doesn't uh, on my blouse doesn't match the shade of pink on my shoes and it's just like girl who is looking that hard (laughs) yes true life of a Virgo right (laughs) (laughs) exactly But, but yeah it was just you know I just had to be brave um and I hate like calling myself brave because sometimes I feel I don't know like I guess I have a hard time, you know, even giving myself that credit, but I really had to be like, okay, when it really wasn't all that cool. And again, I mean, there was even like this um, um, statistic that just came out that 80% of Americans don't know a person of trans experience and have no idea, you know, what that experience about. So because I was already walking such a radical path, and I've always been this kind of outspoken and I would go into like spaces like mental health hospitals and stuff like that. And I would have to educate that mental health workers. I'm like, um, no, boo boo kitty. This is not how this works. This is not mm-hmm. how you do us. Okay. And mm-hmm. so, and then also going into spiritual spaces and advocating for, you know, what the ancestors showed me and what I studied in my readings and in my solitude and also bringing in this unique layer of experience. So it's been a whirlwind coaster of a journey. So, And that's it. I know. I know you're sitting on the edge of your chair saying, but Courtney, why stop now? But don't worry. The story does not end. Raven will be back again next week for a part too. So make sure that you come back next week to finish hearing the rest of her story and share this episode with a friend. We'll see you again real soon. Whether you're a girl boss, everyday woman, tired mama, or just in need of some you time, Our mindfulness success sessions are engineered to get you to deepen your practice of self-care. We individually customize your session to empower your individual needs. Empowerment is only a click away at onesun3flowers.com. That's O-N-E-S-U-N, the number three, F-L-O-W-E-R-S dot com. Thanks for listening to the One Sun, Three Flowers podcast. Check out show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.onesun3flowers.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. We want to connect with your tribe. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. And remember to bloom into your best self.